when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends. Hey, everybody, this is Phil Vassar, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. again the croc and before we throw it to the Phil Vassar interview number one anyway because we will be recording again with him very soon uh, we actually have a she's actually very wonderful singer songwriter vocal coach pianist which is you know a good good mixture having a female pianist with us since we're going to be talking to a male pianist or is he likes to joke off the air, penis, but we won't go there. We've got to keep this portion of PG with this lovely young lady on the line now. Annie Bunsinger, and I know I butchered that again, even though I got you it right a few seconds that. ago. That was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, she'll hit me later with the roar and whatnot. And uh, <laughs> Annie, how you doing? She's calling in from Toronto, by the way. So thank yes, you. I am. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, wonderful. So yes. I guess first and foremost question, I want to talk about you real quick before we uh, talk about okay. the singer-songwriter real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do a lot, like I said, you're a singer-songwriter, vocal coach. You've told mm-hmm. me off the air when you know, we looked you up and started talking with you and everything. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of teaching. Uh, what area do you find most interesting with what you do in music? Uh, you mean with regards to either teaching or performing? Yeah. Or writing? Because it seems like there's just writing, so many elements you do there. Yeah, you know, it's it's all very rewarding stuff, I would say. Um, I I love writing. I love the connection that you can have with a listener through your music. So I would have to say that my favorite is probably uh, performing my original music and connecting with people through that. 
Um, nice. I also, you know, I enjoy the teaching, and that's very rewarding because you get to see the growth right in front of your eyes. And and you know, I love teaching, but I also love being on the stage. So uh, it's kind of a, a hard question to answer. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I gotta ask because we were again we were talking about it for several minutes here prior to starting to record this portion, the opener here. Uh, you are originally from South Africa and then yes. went, went to Toronto. Did you start with music and your uh, interest in music in South Africa, or was that more when you came to North America? Oh, no, music has been in my blood. Uh, you know, I, I come from a very, very musical family. My mother's a music teacher. My father's a musician, and um, my sister's an opera singer. Music has just been running through my house. It, it, my, uh, sorry. <laughs> it was running through the household, I guess, since I was born. And uh, there was just constantly classical music, uh, you know, filling the air. And I was doing competitions, and I stood foods and concerts from around the age of six. So I've been competing since I was six and singing professionally since I was about 11 years old. Wow. And obviously, yeah. you know, being from that region of the world, it's maybe not your typical musical education that most people here in North America, the U.S., Canada, whatnot, are used to. Uh, do you mm -hmm. find that you, now that you're in Toronto and whatnot and in North America, that having that different musical experience helps you or hurts you? I think I can't say that anything's really hurt me along the way. I feel that everything that happens is a part of my journey. And even if it was something that was a negative experience at the time, everything falls into place as it is supposed to, in my opinion. So uh, I'm very happy for the experiences that I may have had in South Africa. Um, I wouldn't be here without those experiences. So I, don't, I wouldn't say it's hurt me, no. Okay. Well, you know, like we said, we're going to throw to the Phil Vassar interview here shortly. But, mm -hmm. you know, as your experience as a singer-songwriter, like Phil is, uh, mm -hmm. do you find that when somebody of that ilk, like you, like we said here in the opener, uh, if you're a singer, songwriter, pianist, uh, if somebody of that ilk has success, it helps others like yourself along the way that, that like, either the record companies or whatever, ooh, look what this person did. There's got to be more like that. Yeah. I, well, you know, for me, I think it's it's very important, and it definitely uh, works as a motivator for other singer-songwriters uh, and to keep doing what we're doing, especially when you have something that you really believe in, and um, and if it's something that you feel that can impact people's lives and emotions, it's worth fighting for. It's worth moving forward with. So for me, yeah, it's definitely an inspiration to see other artists who has made it to the top. And it just reminds me that I've got to keep going. Well, what I obviously, uh, what would you find being the biggest thing that's important to you professionally here as a singer-songwriter that you want to try to accomplish 
as far well, as that side of things are concerned? That's a pretty big question. Um, I'd yeah. say, yeah, it, it would probably be to be able to contribute uh, to the listener's journey and uh, to contribute to inspiring change within people. Um, you know, as a songwriter, we have a huge influence on people because they're obviously listening. So I think it's important to put out a positive uh, a positive message uh, of hope and compassion. And, uh, you know, I just, I would say that it's very, very important what sort of message you're putting out there. So that's my well, answer. <laughs> well, do you find, and this just came to me here, so please excuse me, but from talking mm-hmm. with people like Phil and other people uh, who are, songwriters themselves or singer-songwriters, whatever you want to consider it, uh, do you find it easiest to tap into your own emotions and life experiences that you've dealt with, whether it's breakups, whether it's birth of nieces and nephews or children of your own, or you know, just the things that people deal with every day. To yeah. Does that stuff kind of spark your, oh, you know, I wanted, I got an idea for a song and start messing around with something? Absolutely. It's mostly been from my own life experience that I I write from, uh, I write about. So uh, I have written a few songs about other people, but generally it's uh, inspired by a situation or or lost love or death of someone that you've loved. Um, That is what really, to me, has really been a, a key to my writing process would be uh, well, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously I do a little music myself, playing six mm-hmm. different instruments and whatnot, and I'm not much of a writer per se, musically at mm-hmm. least. Uh, but, and obviously technology has changed. We, you know, we all carry on cell phones and iPads and iPhones mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. Uh, do, you find, or do you find yourself traditionally maybe carrying around a little small notebook if something at you or do you find yourself putting notes down on your phone or whatever the case may be? I I do have a little, you know, I use my notes application on my phone. I hate that I'm so absorbed in the whole media train right now. So I do try to, if I'm traveling somewhere, I'll take a notebook or a notepad or, you know, or I just write it down on my phone. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow I'm actually going to attend a silent meditation retreat. So uh, I won't be able to take any writing materials to that. But it's, yeah, it's just a little interesting tidbit of what is coming up in the next few days. <laughs> yeah, you did have, you did mention that, I believe, over the weekend to me that you were taking this trip and all. And yeah, I'm yeah. sure when we do a full-blown interview with you, maybe that's something we can talk about, maybe not. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see where things obviously fall. But uh, yeah, yeah, totally. for, for people, if they want to hear your music and everything, mm-hmm. uh, what's, the, what's the best way pe- people can find you on social media or find out about the new album you were telling me about? And you know what? what? What's I the best way to find you, Annie? I have a few ways. There's Facebook, which is Annie Bonsignor Music. Uh, you can go and like my page. Or there's my website, which is AnnieBonsignor.com. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, and I encourage everyone to please come and uh, subscribe to my channel. Um, and my music's very inspirational, uplifting, and 
will take you on a journey of emotional depth. Is what I've been told. So that, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not always a bad thing. But for those who didn't understand what she said, which she was clear as day with, to find her, look down. Mm -hmm. Oh, look down the other way in the description here. We're going to have all the links there for okay. emails, for bookings, and yeah. You know, that requires a little effort on you folks, the listeners, to actually do a little reading. You know, some of you I know it's hard to, but you know, if you want to find out about Annie, click those links right there. Please help, help a girl out. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now go to that voodoo that you do so Finally, and there's some technical difficulties on our end. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's true. Not, not afraid to throw ourselves under the bus here. Uh, singer, songwriter, we know we've been advertising. Mr. Phil Vassar. Phil, how are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Yeah, we finally talked. That's good stuff. How are you doing? Good. I, you know, what's the old expression? Box of fluffy ducks or whatever the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you've been a very busy man on tour. Uh, yeah, we're all yes. on tour dates, com, but upcoming, from as we record this, we got Nashville coming up, we got uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, but you've been all over the place, Phil. Uh, how's the reaction been so far? You know, it's been great. We've had a, we've, we've been, I mean, we've been kicking it hard. It really has been great. We, uh, you know, we were just up in the Northeast last week, of course, in the city, New York City and Massachusetts and D.C. and Baltimore. We had we had a great weekend. So it's it's going really, really, really well. We're just um, we're kicking it hard. And uh, finally, finally, you know, a little a little bit of uh, I've actually got a weekend off next weekend. So that's kind of nice. It's the first one I've had off in a long time. So we're we're actually going to kind of regroup and then hit it, hit it, you know, for the rest of the year. And, uh, you know, just finish a new record. So we're. we're 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 having uh we're having a good time. Well, you know, uh we'll go there, uh, with the new music. Uh what can you tell us about the new music so far? You know, it's really great. I, I just um you know, I kinda took a, a little while. It's my first new studio album in almost five years. You know, we did a live album we shot we that we did uh, New Year's in Nashville a couple years ago and then I I did a Christmas record, but this is the first new studio with a brand, bunch of brand new studio songs and and uh, so, I mean, I, I love it. It's been really, really great to to kind of have some time to to, to sort of cultivate this thing and, and see what it turns into. But I, I love it. I love the songs, and I love what we're doing. And, and uh, you know, we'll just see if anybody cares when I put it out. <laughs> well, you know, it seems like the fans always appreciate uh, whenever you put anything out, along with the old stuff. Like you mentioned, right. it's been five years uh, since you've put out new music. How is that? How is it different now? Because last I had read, you run your own record company now. So right. you, know, you get to pick and choose when you do stuff. Yeah. It's really been great. You know, I mean, just, uh, you know, in Nashville, they expect you to do a new record every year. You're touring. You're doing all this stuff. You get, you get off the road. They go, okay, go cut a record. What do you mean cut a record? I've been, I just did 135 shows. I didn't have time to write one, you know, so. 
it's just um, you know. So I think that's kind of why the uh, you know the records sometimes aren't as good. You got you got so like they say, you know, you got your whole life to write your first record, and you got like a two weeks to write your second. You know, and and um, so I think you know for me it's just been it's been nice to sort of have the luxury and the time just to, to really write this thing and and um, you know record it when I get home. I have you know I cut all my songs at my house anyway, and and uh, all my records here, so it's easy. I come home and. I just work at my own pace and I don't have to, I'm not under the gun or under the clock or, you know, cause it's uh, time constraints and money and all that kind of stuff. So I just love what we've done. And, you know, if something didn't sound right or turned out good, we just recut it, <laughs> you know? So that's uh you know, having that luxury is really a good thing. Well, with uh, your own music, whether it's this new music you got coming out or stuff you've done in the past, uh, do you find yourself to be a perfectionist when you go back and listen to something and you go, I don't like this or I like this? <laughs> whenever you sit yeah. and actually try to do that stuff? I think it is true. You know, I think all of us kind of are that way. And, you know, it's funny because I heard a guy say one time, you know, he said, man, they said, if you finish it was an artist. And he goes, if you finish the record, and he goes, you know, you know, you never really finish a record. You just stop and go on to the next one. <laughs> you know, and it's really the truth. You know, I thought that was, you know, pretty poignant because uh, I listen to a lot of my records now and I go, man, I would have done this differently. I'd have done this differently. But, you know, you just really, if something feels good, you can second guess yourself to death. And, you know, you just have to move on, get to the next thing, or you'll work on one song the rest of your life, you know. Yeah, and you, they, they tend to send those little things in a bill every month, those gimmicks called bills. So, you know, you, you kind of want to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, you kind of want to be able to move on and, you know, go on tour, yeah. do, do this, do that, you know, just go about your life. Uh, That's exactly right. That's the truth. Oh, uh, yeah. Every, every uh, Speaking of live crowds and the shows and everything, there seems to be – I've attended a couple of your shows. Right. There seems to be such a live – or love from the crowd, but this raw energy that comes out. Yeah. Is it because yeah. you have no set list or what – can you explain that for, from your You know, opinion? I think you're right. I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's because every show we do is different. You know, we I never know what we're going to – I mean, when we're walking out onto the stage, the band doesn't know what we're playing, and I don't either. We just walk out, and I just start playing something. And then, you know, it's we're getting live Twitter requests. We're getting, you know, people holding up signs, requests. I mean, I, I just – I don't like the structure of having a set list and doing the same song over and over in the same order every night. It just takes the spontaneity out of the show. And, you know, in, in all honesty, it just makes it, it's just, uh, it's boring. You know, it's like, I mean, we want the crowd, we want, we want to play what, you know, you want to hear. So it's, it makes it more fun for us, even if it's a little harder, you know, because you have to kind of have, you got to be on top of your game a little bit because you got to know everything. And, and uh, you know, if we get stumped once in a while, you know, but <laughs> still, for the most part, we really do try to do what everybody wants. And, you know, that's great because uh, I've seen also you've done some uh, gigs along the way for different radio stations, acoustic sets and all. And uh -huh. a couple of those videos, there's times you're going, hell, I'm stumped. And yeah, But you're having so much fun with it, you and the guys <laughs> or whatever. And it's, you yeah. Know, <laughs> you sit there, but you guys are sitting there laughing at yourselves. Okay, what the hell are we doing next? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do that a lot, my friend, a lot. Oh, uh, but... Is there any particular region you like visiting? Obviously, you appreciate your fans and the shows everywhere you go, but is there any, right. like, upcoming on the tw in two days you're playing Nashville? 
Uh, right. There's something different about, say, Nashville compared to anywhere else you go since that's the home of country? Well, completely. You know, we, we're, we're playing the Opry this weekend, and, you know, it's just – I love it. I mean, I love being home and playing music. It's just something about it. Of course, after I play the Opry, I get to go to my daughter's – you know, she's cheerleader, so she's at the football game, so I'm going to go see her, and then, then we head to North Carolina. So I, I do love to be home, but, you know, it's – I was just in the Northeast, and I was in Massachusetts and New York, and a lot of my friends in Annapolis and D.C. It was just fun just to see my friends. I love it. I have good friends all over, and you know, we meet up for you know for lunch or dinner and hang out. And you know, I just I love to tour because you know you really get to take your music to the folks and to the people, and you know, and we you know we just um, we're so lucky, we're so blessed to get to do what we do. And I, I mean. You know, it gets tiring sometimes. It's that 22 hours a day that <laughs> that you're not playing. You know, between the traveling and the touring and sleeping on buses and hotels and everything else. But it's just you get on the stage and you just forget about all that stuff, and then you remember that that's what you were born to do. Well, speaking of song, going back to songwriting, are there ever moments as a songwriter that you feel an influence creeping in somewhere along the process that it really don't belong? Well, I, you know, I don't listen to a lot of outside music. I mean, I don't really listen to the, you know, to, you know, modern radio and a lot of that stuff. I don't listen to it. I really don't. I don't. It's not because I don't like it. It's just because I don't like to be influenced by it except me. And, you know, I think, um, and, I, and I know there's a lot of great stuff out there. There's a lot of bad stuff. There's a lot of whatever, but that goes with every genre. But for me, when I'm in a creative space, I just don't like any interruptions, you know, so, you know, or any preconceived notions or ideas about anything else. So, so for me, it's just fun to just uh, sit in a room, you know, with my keyboard or my, you know, drum loops or whatever, and just make up stuff. And, you know, I think that's how you make innovative songs. And instead of following what everybody else is doing, there's a lot of followers, a lot of people write about trucks and tailgates and dirt roads and, you know, drinking a beer with your girl. I mean, it, it, there's about a thousand of those. And, you know, so, it's, it's like, you know, let's just do something different, you know? Yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, how much would you say uh, your personal life would affect you? Like you said, you're, you're a father. You've been married. Right. You've had this, mm-hmm. that, you know, like everybody has in, in their regular lives. How much would you say right. in your life influences what you do? Well, it influences everything I do. I, I mean, for me personally, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really good at writing about things I don't know about. And, you know, I just write about things I do know about. And I think that's the best advice I've ever got. You know, it's like if I want to dress up, you know, or write a song about being a rodeo clown, I, I can't do it. I never have been one or whatever. It's just a – or being a scientist, you know. So so I think for me, you know, I've been in love. I've been married. I've been divorced. I have kids. I, I mean, every day there's something in my life that influences me to write something, you know, and people go, man, don't you run out of ideas? I'm like, heck no, man, shit, I, there's so much to write about out there, you know, so it's good, you know? Yeah, because, and you notice that in a lot of forms, that not just in music, but in right. comedians and film writers, and, you know, you, the good ones seem to take from that real-life experience. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think they also, you know, there's also, you know, you wonder why there's a hundred you know, movies just like this movie or that movie, or it's like it's the same in Nashville or 
anywhere, it's like if something works, then everybody starts writing songs like that. Or, you know, it's just a, there's a lot of followers and not a lot of innovators. So I think, you know, if you can just do the best to try to create something that makes you feel something, you know, it's like a song that makes you, you know, emotionally, like makes you happy or laugh. Or if it's funny, it can be sad. It can be fun. It can be about a you know breakup it could be about a lot you know whatever it may be but if it just makes you feel like you're right there in that moment then you've done something right you know there's a lot of songs that just don't mean anything they're just taking up space so you know and not every song is supposed to save the whales either you know so no. <laughs> you know but um but you just want to you want to write about something something that means something to you you know and for those whale lovers on that comment i will take all the emails for that that's fine <laughs> Yeah. I will take the heat for that one. That's fine. Uh, the heat for what did I do? What did I say? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Nobody will pay attention anyway. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but, you know, I th- think it's unique. You can bring a perspective to this. Uh, yeah. A lot of songwriters tend to be guitar players or tend to write their stuff on guitars. However, right. you seem to do a lot on your piano. Uh, right. How do you think that stands out besides the obvious of different instruments? Well, I think it, it is my point of difference. You know, I am a piano player, and, and um, you know, I always was sort of, you know, almost apologetic being a country artist and being a piano player. They're always like, you know, you, this is a guitar town, man. You know, you're, this is a guitar town. So, and, and it really is. So, but, so I really do enjoy being the piano player in the guitar town. I like that. So, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's what I'm, it's it's my brand. It's what I am, you know. So it's um, it's something I'm proud of, and I love I love the piano, man. I always did. I love Billy Joel and Elton John and Jackson Brown and you know Ronnie Millsap and Jerry Lee Lewis and all these guys, man. Bruce Hornsby. These guys are my heroes. So it's you know if I'm if I'm carrying the torch, I like it. Well, you know, I have two more additional questions, but you just bring up a good point with some some of these guys, Billy and Elton and all that. Right. Uh, since you have really made a success of things music-wise, has there been anybody or any of your heroes that you've met that you that really stuck out to you when, like, that really hit that note? Because you know, sometimes they say when you meet your heroes, when you, but you know, all yeah. that stuff. Did anybody? Did everybody really stand out for people you've met along the way? Well, you know, I, I've I've met Elton John once. He was, you know, a delightful guy, you know, and. Um, and, and Billy, Joel, I've never met him and I've always wanted to, he's, you know, I mean, he's, he's my hero, you know, he is absolutely the reason I do what I do. And, um, so, you know, I've been lucky. I've met a lot of guys and a lot of people in this business and, um, you know, Jackson Brown and, you know, some of my favorite songwriters, Bruce Hornsby, you know, so, you know, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, you're also... You know, you're you're in the same biz, but you really do have a lot of respect for these people, you know, and and I really do. So it's like um, you never know what somebody's going to be like as a person because I've had a couple of experiences with some friends where they met their hero and it was just the biggest letdown of their life because yeah, they were just exactly. a douche or something. You know what I mean? So so I've been I've been really lucky. I mean, Kenny Rogers, Huey Lewis. I mean, I meet these guys and they're just amazing people, you know, and. And, um, you know, incredibly brilliant, incredibly smart and, you know, free, free to give advice anytime. And, 
And I've learned a lot from them, you know. I hope that I can be that guy to somebody else someday, you know. Well, uh, first of the final two questions here. Uh, the first one being, and you mentioned about being a piano player in a guitar town. I found right. this, inter- this little tidbit interesting when I was doing some reading uh, about you. You owned an Italian restaurant with a nightclub downstairs so you can play called the Hard Day's Night. Yes, Where did that did. idea come from besides the Beatles uh, reference there? Well, you know, I, I'm a huge Lennon and McCartney fan and whatever. It was uh, it was just our little, my, you know, my partner was uh, from Hazleton, Pennsylvania, and Italian, and uh, great, great chef, great cook, great friend. And, you know, we had Tommy, Lasorda, all the guys, Italians would come in whenever they came to, to Nashville. And, and I had my bar downstairs, man, and we would have all the, you know, the stars would come down. I mean, Donna Summer, Steve Winwood. You know, Colin, Ray, McGraw, all these guys would come down. Jody Messina would sing with me. And, uh, I mean, it was just such an amazing place. You know, it was just a, kind of a point in time. And I was about, it was about that time I started having all these hits as a songwriter for, for McGraw and Alan Jackson and Kenny Chesney, people all that, like that. And then, and then I got my own record deal. And, um, man, it was just a, it was a really good time. I had a great band and we just, we had a lot of fun. We played, played music and, and, um, you know, probably party too much, but it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. What I remember figured, of you it. You know, after closing hours there, you sit and have a couple beers with some of these guys and, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It really was. It was, it was a hard time because I was really, really working hard. You know, I was burning the candle at both ends really, really late getting up and, and, um, you know, just, it's just what it was, but I, I tell you, I learned you a bunch of fun stuff. along the way with it, too, so. I did. We had a lot of fun. Like I said, probably too much fun at some point. <laughs> yeah, there's never too much fun, you know. You're right. <laughs> but, You're right. Uh, final note here, and it's awesome because you and me float around the same boat uh, baseball-wise. You are an avid Orioles fan. <laughs> I love it. Wasn't a good year for us, but, I mean, you know, it was uh, – I do, I do love, um, you know, baseball and sports and football. I mean, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I guess I grew up, you know, because I ran track and I played football. And, you know, of course, Jim, you were having, uh, my, my alma mater were having the, uh, and, you know, ESPN game days there this weekend. And, and, um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, um, so I, I just, um, I love it, man. But, um, but yeah, I've gotten to go to, a you know, whenever I'm on the road or passing through Baltimore, man, I like to go to Camden and, uh, and check out the games. I love those guys. Um, at the or- Orioles organization, they're just, they're good, such good people and take, always take such good care of us. And, and, uh, you know, we've done, we've done a lot of that stuff. I mean, we got to go to see the Pirates this year and, and, uh, you know, and, uh, the Cubs. And, I think with the Rockies as well. And Yeah, I've got to go out to the Rockies. One of my buddies, Tom, is, uh, coaches the Rockies and he's the sweetest, greatest guy. And, and his wife is a JMU alum too, and so we just—I um, tell you what—that is one of the most beautiful stadiums I've ever been to, to that course field in in uh, Denver. And golly, we had such a good time, and you know, but it's uh, it's it's just great to go see these games in these ballparks, and you know, from San Diego to Seattle to to New York to Baltimore and to wherever we go, you know, in between and. And, uh, you know, we just, um. It's so wrong if you can squeeze a game in somewhere, you know. It really is true. And I, I just love the sport. It's so American. And I love that. You know, and it's such, and it's such a game. You and me uh, might be biased here, it. but, you know, hey, Baltimore, you know, came to New York despite the prettiest park, you know, we've been to. You know, it's a beautiful place, man. I love it. I mean, I used to, 
you know, what, before they did it, I, I remember the opening and, and, um, I, I just love coming, you know, coming home to see the Orioles. It's just fun. And, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful place to watch a game. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready for a World Series, man. Hopefully yeah, we'll get oh, back yeah. to that thing. It's been a long time, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you can't go wrong going around out to the outfield to uh, folks' uh, barbecue and, you know. It's a fun time, isn't it, man? You just, uh, uh, it's just a great, you know, all the crap that happened this year was just depressing. But I tell you, it's a great town. I love it. And, oh, just and, even um, that neighborhood, you know, to go out to the bars and the different, you yeah. know, just the environment around that, the ballpark is amazing that's one of the best places you know i'm originally based out of philadelphia which is a great sports town but yeah, i love philly too man so yeah. much fun i've gotten to go to some eagles games and you know i've seen the phillies play and it's just a it's, it's really a really really fun town, yeah but baltimore it is. like i said is one of those you know that stands out as well i've done my fair share of traveling as well and yeah it's great yeah it's a beautiful it's fun, man. It's just the East Coast thing, you know. I think it is. Yeah. I know we're especially we're the East Coast guys. You were just up here. Yeah, and I love it. I mean, it's like you know, you know I was at the uh, you know Game Six when the you know Red Sox won. You know, I mean, the year before last, I guess. I mean, it's just it's just fun. It was a. Uh, it's just I've got you know some of my best friends are in Boston too, and we, it's just fun to really be able to, you know, share that with these guys, especially these guys like that or who are really Boston guys or Chicago guys or, you know, and, you know, we all have our backgrounds. It's just fun to, to share that with people, you know. I love that. Well, if you are looking to uh, check out Phil on tour, he's, like he said, he's got a full calendar coming up, you know, going to get a couple <clears throat> of days off here and there, you know, a couple of weekends. Nice. Uh, Phil, thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure, my brother. Thanks for having me on, man. It's really good talking to you. We can talk all day.